This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. I've got six very important year-end tax-saving things that I would do between now and the end of the year. We've got about a month until the year ends. We're in 2023, and there's these six things that I'll, I, I would use, if I were you, I would, I would personally use to brainstorm different ideas, brainstorm different things that you can do now before the end of the year. Because if next year, like if you're in March, April, or you're doing your tax return next year, you don't want to be looking back and, and wish that you would have done something. So consider these things now, and they could save you a lot in taxes. So we'll jump into those. Number one is deductions. Just make sure you're not missing any of your deductions. And it's, this is going to depend on your, your facts and circumstances. Like if you're self-employed, your deductions that you might be missing might be paying your kids, using your home office. You might have an Augusta rule where your, your office can rent from yourself. But then there's just going to be some of those basic deductions like Make sure you're writing off your cell phone and keeping track of the mileage for your vehicle. Just think of what your business does on a daily basis and think of the deductions related to that. And that's if you're a business owner. If you're not a business owner and you, you might have personal deductions that you won't want to miss, those are like this mortgage interest on your house, charitable donations, make sure you're doing those by the end of the year. And then those retirement contributions, those are deductions, can be deductions and reduce your taxable income. So it's going to depend if you're a business owner or personal. But remember, number one was deductions. Make sure you're not missing those. Then number two, this is a strategy really, well, widely used strategy that I use all the time with people. And it's a deferring your income or accelerating your expenses. So you think of like every tax year starts in January, ends in December. And whatever happens in that year, whether you got income or you paid out expenses, the net the net income of that the net taxable amount of that that's what that's how your tax return and that's how your taxes are calculated but if there's a way where you could defer your income like say you've got a you're self-employed and you got a ten thousand dollar invoice or ten thousand dollars of services you might get paid for by the end of the year if there's a way to defer that to the next year and this doesn't include holding on to a check and not depositing it but it's like if your customers are actually not paying you maybe don't send them a reminder until the next year that would be deferring your income deferring actually receiving it and then accelerating your expenses. This would be like, say you needed to pay for software next year or insurance or some taxes or some, something for your business, or you were going to pay employees a bonus in January, maybe accelerate that into December. You could prepay some of those expenses like in the current year instead of waiting till next year. So if you time that right, this will this will uh, bring us into that ne the next one I want to talk about, and that's the tax brackets. You can use both of those things, the deductions, and, and then that second one I talked about is deferring income and accelerating your expenses. You can use that in planning with your tax brackets, which is number three. Tax brackets, this is, this is like, if you look at the tiered tax system that we've got, I've talked about this in the past, your income is not taxed, like your highest level is in, of income is taxed at the highest tax bracket. And your lowest income is not. And as you get deductions, you'll bring your income down into those lower tax brackets. And so if you don't want to be taxed, say, at a 32% tax rate, you'll want to bring that down. So I've got the, you want to go download in the Wealth Game Basics course, you want to go download that income tax projection worksheet that I have, you'll see the different tax brackets and you'll see kind of how 
as your income goes up, it moves through those different brackets. But make sure and go and download that that worksheet in the Wealth Game Basics course at wealthgame.io. Um, that's tax bracket planning. So you want to just efficiently plan for that. So we've got number one was deductions. Number two was deferring your income and accelerating expenses. Number three was planning with your tax brackets. And now number four is the tax credits. So tax brackets and tax deductions, those are different things than tax credits. Credits can actually mean money back in your pocket for that the dollar amount of the credit. So say you have a child and you claim them as a dependent, in 2023, we can do we can claim up to $2,000 of a child tax credit for that child that's 16 and under. And that's $2,000 back in your pocket. Other credits might be, and then if you've got a child, you're going to be claiming them anyways, but other credits that you have control over might be like a tuition tax credit. And if you're going to school, you want to claim the tuition tax credit. If you're a business owner, you'll have the R&D tax credit. That's research and development. Look into that. Make sure you qualify or not. Uh, there's there's credits for like energy efficient appliances, energy efficient improvements to your home or investment properties. There are solar tax credits. There are electric vehicle tax credits. So those are some of the very common ones. And just consider those between now and the end of the year because they could have a significant impact on your taxes. And I do have in that Wealth Game Basics course, in that free worksheet I have where, you're tr where we're having you project out your income, I have a lot of these common credits listed out. So you want to go download that, look at those common credits, look at the commonly missed deductions, just at the wealthgame.io. And then number five, we're entity structure. This one is very important for you business owners and you investors. So if you are self-employed, you're a business owner, um, whether or not you have an LLC set up yet, you'll just want to consider, you want to see how LLCs are taxed. You want to go look at your options for that. So go look, I do have an earlier uh, a podcast where I just talk specifically about uh, how the LLCs are taxed. There's four different ways that they're taxed, but you might, you'll want to consider if you're going to be taxed as an S corporation or a partnership or a regular corporation. It's very important to consider that. I do have the videos in the Wealth Game Basics course about that as well, breaking down some of the different entity structures. And I give some examples. I call it the ultimate structure of, of, like an example of how all these different entities will kind of play together and impact your personal taxes. But like one example of why the entity structure matters so much. So if you're self-employed and you make a hundred thousand dollars in a year, like net taxable income, if your tax is a sole proprietorship, like on your schedule C, you'd have about $15,000 of an extra tax on top of the regular tax called self-employment tax. I call it a penalty tax. It's a penalty for not planning ahead, a penalty for not, having an entity set up, an LLC and an S corporation, you might overpay your those self-employment taxes by $15,000. So just watch for that. Like consider the S corporation for a lot of business owners. Most business owners, it makes sense until you start bringing on other partners and stuff. Um, okay, then number six. So we've gone through five. We, went, we did deductions was number one. Deferring in, income and accelerating expenses was number two. Tax brackets was number three. Tax credits was number four. Your entity structure that we just talked about, like how your business is taxed, is number five. And then number six, I love to just brainstorm with people on investments that give tax breaks. This is number six. Like if you if you have extra money and you would rather not give it to the government in the form of taxes, you'd rather do something else with it. There are a lot of options there. Like one option. So an example of an investment that does not give a tax break 
is if you take that money and go put it in the stock market, which may or may not be the best option for you for your investments. But as far as the tax breaks go, you don't get any tax break when the money goes into the stock market. But when the money goes into, here's some examples. This is not all of the examples, but if you're a business owner, if you go and buy equipment, you're like, well, I've got $20,000 of extra cash. Do I want to pay tax on that or do I want to go buy some equipment? If you went and bought, say, a tractor or a vehicle, you could reduce your taxable income with that $20,000. Or if you went and got a loan, I actually, I like loans uh, because of how you can multiply your deductions with that same $20,000. You could say do a $5,000 down payment on four different $20,000 pieces of equipment. And now you've got $80,000 of reduction in your taxable income if you got a loan on all of it. Um, the next one is if, so if you're buying equipment uh, for your business, if you're buying assets and this, this is assets as a business owner or assets as an investor, say it's like vehicles or computers or laptops or furniture, things that you're using in your investments or your business, those are going to be deductions and help reduce your taxable income. Assets and equipment for personal purposes are not going to be deductions. If you go buy a couch for your front room in your house, it's not going to be a deduction. But if you buy a, a couch in the front room for your business or in your home office, that could be a deduction. So just consider how the asset is used and that'll help determine the if you get a tax break or not. And then uh, part of this, still this number six, we're talking about investments to give tax breaks would be real estate. I love real estate. That's where I I'm spending most of my money and putting most of my money. I love the accelerated depreciation. I love doing cost segregations on it, whether it's commercial properties or single family homes or Airbnbs. There's a lot of tax breaks you can get from that. And it can reduce your taxable income in many cases. Some, sometimes it can't reduce your W-2 income if it's a passive investment. But you've watched some of those other videos I've got of like, short-term rentals or being a real estate professional, thats those are a couple ways you can have your real estate investments not create passive losses for you. So we can actually use those losses to offset some of your other income. And then this, this last tax break I'll talk about, an investment that gives a tax break is the oil and gas investments. So if you're investing in an oil, with an oil and gas company, the losses that get they give back to you, typically in the first year, about 80 to 90% of the money that you put in. So if you put in $10,000 into an oil and gas investment, you might get an eight or $9,000 deduction back and you get cash flow. And at the end of it, you can get your, your cash back, your original investment back. So it's pretty amazing. So we've talked about six things here. I would go to make sure to go to wealthgame.io, just go to that, get that free basics course. And you'll see the spreadsheet for tracking your income and you'll see a spreadsheet where I've listed out a lot of these tax deductions and a lot of the, like these six steps are in the, the tax strategy worksheet. So there's a tax projection worksheet where you calculate your income and expenses. And then there's a tax strategy worksheet where I've got all these six things listed with a lot of the different options and links to episode podcast episodes and stuff there too. So the six things are number one was deductions. So things to do by the end of the year, watch for your deductions. Um, make sure you're not missing any. Number two is defer your income and accelerate expenses if possible. Number three was your tax brackets. Plan for those. Number four was tax credits. Make sure you're not missing out on any tax credits. Number five is make sure your entity structure is set up right and you're taxed efficiently. And then number six, watch out or and plan for investments that give you tax breaks if you're looking for a tax deduction. So that's it for everything today. Go to, again, wealthgame.io. Wealth Game Basics course is where I'm going to have these spreadsheets. 
and it's just completely free. But go in there, download that. I'm, my goal is to just get you as much information as I possibly can between now and the end of the year. I don't want you to say like when you're getting your tax returns done next year, I don't want you to feel like you're missing out or you missed out or you should have done something. I want to make sure you've got that opportunity now. So have a good rest of the day. See you. This was another episode of the Wealth Game Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We love your questions. We love your feedback. And we love that you're involved with us here. So go to wealthgame.io if you want the free course. It's called the Wealth Game Basics course where we've got recorded videos. We've got some spreadsheets and templates and all sorts of things to help you out in your tax and wealth and investment journey. And then if you want more in-depth help, you want one-on-one help from me and the live bi-weekly calls, go to wealthgame.io and go to the Wealth Game Alliance. And that's the group where we're working on your implementation of these tax investment strategies that we're covering in the podcast here. I look forward to having you there.